Music junkies, what is up? Welcome back to a brand new episode. Today with with us we have Heartsick Heroin, and we are more than excited to have them on our show. Guys, say hello. Hi. <laughs> so, how y'all doing today? Doing pretty good. We just got finished up with a nice little band practice, and we're stoked to talk to you guys. So, Sweet. you guys practice all the time together in person? You know, we try to. It mainly turns into drinking, but <laughs> we at least try to practice a little bit before we get drunk. <laughs> That's crazy. We we've we talked to yeah. a lot of bands, a lot of bands that focus on just all virtual. They do all their practices virtually, everything, you know, especially with the times now, I guess. Everything's virtual, but uh, that's kind of surprising. You guys are all together in the same room. <laughs> Nobody's told us that it's not 1980. We still, it's that, that's music. how we live our lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So my first question is how did you guys, you know, come together as a band? How did it all get started for you guys? Um, well, Alan and I were married and we've been doing, we have a dog in the studio too. Her name is Midna. <laughs> She's being a poop head. Anyway, um, we uh, used to be in a band together called Scarlet Canary. We toured all across the U.S., played 100-plus shows a year, opened up for bands like Avenged Sevenfold and, you know, Books Your Babies, Skillet. Skillet. I mean, name a band. We opened for them at some point. Um, and then we decided that we wanted to get back to our passion in writing music because that kind of music career can be very draining and very tiresome. Um, and very disheartening. So we decided, fuck it, let's write, a, let's join it, let's make a band where we can write music that we love. And um, these two cats, they were uh, gonna leave Wyoming, our drummer and our bass player. They were gonna leave Wyoming and go move to another state. And we were like, all right, cool. And then they didn't. And they were like, hey, you still doing that music thing? Can we maybe do music with you? And we were like, heck yes. Uh, so that's pretty much how it got started. We all had a passion to be in a band that just wanted to write good music, music we wanted to write as opposed to maybe what was radio required or radio friendly. So, yeah. All right. So we, before we had you guys come on the show, we listened to your most recent album or I don't know if Mario did or not. I'm sure he did, but I listened to ethereal. Is that how you say it? That is correct. You got okay. it. You guys got eight songs on that album and it, it literally just blew me away. One of my favorite ones on there was, uh, was bring me home. And I was actually on oh, my yeah? way to I was actually on my way to go shoot some archery stuff with my dad and I was blasting it. I'm like, dude, get a load of this. He's like, who is that? Like, is that like some new band that's coming up or something on the radio? I'm like, no, that's who we're interviewing today. And he's like, John just dropped. So I mean <laughs> uh where where do you guys get your inspiration from? Because I totally vibe it and apparently so does somebody from like the seventies. So <laughs> <laughs> um a lot of our Music comes from all of us. We all write, you know, whatever we want to write. Our main songwriters are these three, and then I just come in and write lyrics on top of it because um, I suck and can't play an instrument. Um, but, <laughs> Boy, yeah, it's... Man. Quit selling yourself short. <laughs> well, I mean, I do have to sing and write lyrics, which is what most people can do, so I guess I'm average. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, we, uh, yeah, all of these guys, they're awesome. Um a lot of the songs on this album actually were brainchilds of these two, my drummer and my guitar player. Um, and then my bass player just swooped in. He, he wrote a lot of bring me home. Um, so yeah, he just swoops in with catchy shit 
and saves all of the dumb, crazy stuff that these two get high and write together. So hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, right, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna like I'm gonna assume that's your writing process. Just get fucking high, get drunk, and then just fucking vibe out whatever happens. That's that is exactly how we write everything in this band. <laughs> but, but it's two part. Step one, that's the inspiration. But step two is when you're sober, clean it up and learn to play it right. <laughs> so you guys bust I out the melody. Yeah. yeah, there's there's definitely a whole lot of the next day. You sit in the studio and you're like, oh god, I shouldn't have hit that last. I didn't shouldn't have taken that last hit. Oh my god, how drunk was I? And then you come back like the next day and fix it, and then you send it out. It's like, it's like Tenacious, Tenacious D, they take a hit of the, what was it, the bong of destiny, the B-O-D. <laughs> That's exactly they it. Come out with You're some getting... juicy jams. <laughs> and then we get quality songwriting from like 1 to 3 a.m. Everything after 3 a.m. we just delete. <laughs> That's when it's just it's just you're on the floor <laughs> trying to play guitar. You fucking go, blacked out. It goes into a folder called crap songs, and then we open it up to have a good laugh every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that works. <laughs> OK, so what does your guys' writing process look like um, when you're you just jam or do you do like have like these ideas that come to you? Um, how do you how do you guys go about it? Walk us through it. Well, most of the time, someone comes up with a riff. That's how we, you start a song, right? So somebody comes up with a riff or an idea for a song, kind of flush it out, and then they send it out to the next band member that needs to add to it. Usually it's drums. So if Alan writes a song, he'll write, you know, kind of a rough verse, kind of a rough chorus, maybe a bridge. That's usually the last thing, so not, not a bridge. And then he'll send it off to Chris, and then Chris will lay some drums down to it. Um, they'll flush it out a little bit further. And then once it's kind of a, more of a structured song, verse, chorus, maybe a bridge, then I come in and start to try to write vocals. And then we kind of hash it out together. Um, and it's the same Josh, even though he plays bass, he's a guitar player. So he writes a lot of the riffs too and does the same process. And okay. Chris is, plays everything because he sucks. Because <laughs> well, he's amazing. Um, he sucks. So he'll do the same thing. Oh, well, and he's our producer, too. So um, he produced, mixed, mastered our entire album. So he'll come to us with, like, he'll come wow. to us, us with not just a riff, but drums and keys and, like, risers. And he'll be like, so this is the atmosphere I'm trying to create. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, okay. Because that was my next question. I was going to ask you guys, like, are, are you all getting studio time in or how are you doing that? Because it sounds really high quality. So we all have our own home studios. Um, we're recording from the our band practice space and also the drummer and the bass player's studio, basically. And then Alan and I live down in Denver, and we have our own studio there, too. And we all record our respective parts. So I track all the vocals down there, edit all of them, and send them off to Chris, and then he mix and masters up here. Awesome. A man of okay. many talents. God Seriously. Damn. damn, Chris, I've been in your shoes, man. That's... <laughs> that's a lot of work oh oh yes it's a lot of work but yeah and the when the end product comes out like ethereal came out it's totally worth it oh it came out amazing if you did all of that that sounds it sounds beautiful amazing that uh thank you thank you very much well like don't jerk him off too hard that that head's gonna be way too big dude (laughs) he doesn't have enough beard hair to cover his whole head if you make it too big so (laughs) so how's the scene in denver 
Oh, awful. Like it is everywhere. Um, it's uh, COVID has really done a number on the scene. Um, a lot of bars have closed. People are holding out, um, but you know, it is what it is. Before COVID, before all of this happened, Denver was an amazing scene. Um, stuck in the middle of everything meant that any band that could make it over the mountains could come and play. Um, but that isn't that many bands. They tend to burn their brakes out. So the local <laughs> scene was awesome. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it, before COVID, it was great. And I really hope that it survives and comes back once all of this is finished up. So because okay, guys- I, I, I was doing a little research my own and what in 2021, you guys had booked a show with what Power Man 5000 and all that. Was that you guys? Okay. Yeah, so yeah, if all else fails, I feel like that's going to be a kick-ass show. What can you guys say about that? Yeah, um, we haven't actually opened for Power Man 5000. Um, we were supposed to have a show as well with uh, Lead Us Way, um, uh-huh. another band we actually haven't opened for, which is insane. We've opened for every goddamn band under the sun. <laughs> um, sold lots of tickets, lots of revenue for you guys. Um, but no, we, um, we're really stoked. Uh, it's at two of my favorite venues too. Herman's hideaway in Denver is a local fan favorite. They've been putting on music for literally years and it's just one of my favorite places to play. Um, and then the other one is at the Moxie theater up in Greeley, which is also one of my favorite places to play. Um, so yeah, hopefully the shows go through in 2021. We really, really, really want to bring the scene back with, uh, you know, with gumption, um and really show everybody that you know music hasn't died even though it feels like it has a little at least live music gotcha so um you have any interesting stories about some of the shows you played before shit hit the fan with the world yeah do you want to give us something gnarly man i know y'all got some stuff like party stories or just like a good show Shit, both. <laughs> both, man. Whatever you got. Okay, I mean, just as far as good shows, this band's been blessed. Even during COVID, we got to open for Metallica at a drive-in oh, theater. So it's not quite as cool as it sounds. It's not like Metallica was there. They were on the big screen, but still, it was pretty crazy in the middle of COVID to play a uh, drive-in movie theater. You finish your song, and no one's in front of you, so you're like, did we suck? And then you hear all these, these horns honking. You're like, I guess we didn't. <laughs> I guess we did okay. <laughs> I have to admit, like, yeah, I, I have to admit, as far as like just a cool show, as crazy as COVID's been, playing a legit drive-in movie theater was was it. Um, and that's as far as parties go. The best for me will always be Rockfest. That was the one of the old the old band when we toured, but that was um, the campfire or the the camp at the end of Rockfest, which that was with Megadeth and Avenged Sevenfold. The night we played, uh, and, and we were on the side stage, but the camp parties nobody informed me that in wisconsin at least when they have a festival everybody brings their fifth wheel and sets up like camp bars uh i think the height of it was when i saw a gentleman dressed exactly like our lord and savior jesus christ uh <laughs> dancing with two strippers on top of a fifth wheel at about uh, 4 30 yeah. in the morning and they weren't professional strippers mind you this was just 4 30 a.m in wisconsin and they were getting it done that was the best party i think i've ever been to <laughs> Do they that do they have dope. any professional strippers in Wisconsin? <laughs> that doesn't sound like a very good place to find strippers. <laughs> you know, just saying. All you, all you can say, all you can say about them, if they are professional there, they've got some serious balls. Because it gets cold there, and if you're some... walking around with no clothing on in the middle of a sub-zero blizzard, I hats off. If they're hats in Wisconsin, off. they probably do have balls. 
Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I don't have anything against Wisconsin, but. <laughs> oh, we we love Wisconsin. It's an amazing place to play. I, I mean, great. I've actually never been there. But anyway, so what are your guys' um, inspiration, inspirations? Like, who do you guys look up to? And who do you guys want to, like, eventually, you know, after COVID, play with or tour with? Well, like I said, I we've I mean, SC, these guys have opened up for a lot of bands, too, in their their previous projects. Our old band opened up for a ton of of other bands, too. Some that we really, really loved and were aspirations to open for. But the one that I God almighty, I will not stop playing music until I get to open up for fucking Hailstorm. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's like that's like my my band, my chick, my thing. I'll probably pee my pants, although I met them at uh, Ship Rocked. (laughs) And I didn't pee my pants then, so there's hope. Um, yeah, okay. She meets them at this this cruise we do, right? And Hannah had a few drinks, and Joe Hottinger, their guitar player, has a red solo cup. He's just pouring shots for anyone who will talk to him. Poor, <laughs> drunk, adorable <laughs> Hannah does a shot with Joe Hottinger and then tries to make me keep this crappy red solo cup and, like, Shut get up! it off the cruise ship. We had to get on a flight. Needless to say, the cup has been smashed, and I haven't heard the end of it for losing this red cup. How could you lose the red cup, man? You had one job. Exactly. How could he? How one could he lose the red cup? That's job, man. God That's it. I want it. a divorce. <laughs> That's I it. Want a fucking divorce. Band's, band's broken up. It's done. Yeah. Look, I'm not the kind of girl that takes off clothing, but you know, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> You never know until we try. Yeah, I guess until so. Hailstorm asks. Let's start a GoFundMe yeah. page for you to p- open f- for Hailstorm. Calling it. I, I don't think Hailstorm just... and Evanescence would be a good dynamic duo for you guys to play a show with. That would just be a kick-ass fucking show, in my opinion. Oh, just like a bunch of powerful, badass females. Yeah. I'm so into it. Just mm. fe- powerful female powerhouse. Team like tour because I, I don't know yes. too many uh female front frontman bands and you know your guys is definitely woman. unique in that aspect because when you sing you got that vocal fry that most men wish they could fucking have and it's like <laughs> i don't know i i i i'll pick it apart and analyze and dissect everything because i personally love music um not everyone's that way but, Same. but how long does that well, take to develop that actually- like well, I was actually born with a penis, so it was easy. No, that's that's a lie. I'm a girl, I promise. You're from no, Wisconsin? No, it, um, oh, wait, it what? basically... <laughs> <laughs> you get it. Um, no, I actually, I started off doing, like, you know, singing like a choir girl. I didn't have any fry. I didn't have any, like, aggressive vocals. And then I decided that I didn't want to be a little bitch. I wanted to get on stage and, like, command and be powerful. So I was like, well, the only way to do that is to either, you know, become a dude or learn how to sing like one. So I started getting more aggressive with my vocals. And I put my foot up on the kick drum one day and screamed. And everybody stopped band practice. And they were like, do that again. So it's it's been a learning process. But I just want, I don't know, I just wanted to, I think there's something truly amazing about screaming. It's so guttural and emotional and it's perfect for certain parts of songs. And so I was like, I feel like I'm not a well-rounded vocalist if I can't at least try to do it and then I could do it. So I was like, well, I might as well be good at it. So I practiced and 
here we are. <laughs> what about everyone else? How did you guys get started? Well, I was going to say, when it comes to her writing for the singing and screaming, too, I think the quote we try to embody in the studio is, sing when you want to be heard, scream when you want to be felt. And that's kind mm. of how we've tried to at least write it. Um, mm. To your next question, as far as all of us getting started, uh, I had a super rich white education growing up. It was awesome. <laughs> I mean, seriously, parents got me nice gear in like third and fourth grade. I had badass lessons. I dropped out of college for it. It was really nice. Oh god! <laughs> so if you can get that kind of start, I really recommend it. It's been great. <laughs> you know, all I got to do then, is bleach my skin and I'll be good. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, you know, stop bleaching your anus, Mario. You got to do your skin. Hey, shh. We don't talk Super about supportive parents. Lessons. <laughs> I mean, I'm not quite as lucky as Alan. I kind of <laughs> had a guitar and sat in a basement for a couple years, and here I am. <laughs> That'll do it, oh, man. Oh, God, that's a deep story. That's a deep story. <laughs> um, for mine, I, I started in music um, with uh, classic heavy metal, so Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. Um, I watched all those bands, all their live performances, and that's what wanted me, got me into wanting to do this. Um, and then I've just taken off since then with, with it. How, how did you start learning all your production? <clears throat> I swear to God, if you say YouTube. Of... <laughs> <laughs> production uh, for Dummies 101. It works. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, no, it's pretty much um, lack of anybody else in any. So I used to be in other bands, and nobody else in those other bands was into doing it. And I was just kind of, I wanted to get, do recordings. So I was like, all right, if no one's gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And that's where it started. And I just kept learning. And I mean, uh, it was YouTube. It was <laughs> definitely YouTube. I, hey, that's what it started. Graphic graphic design came naturally after YouTube, <laughs> for me. <laughs> Yeah, I actually went and got a degree in that. I fucked up totally. I should have just used YouTube as my YouTube. teacher. YouTube. I've yeah. made so much it money. It works for everything. I've made so much money in my career with YouTube. <laughs> oh, seriously. You don't know how to something uh, to do something? YouTube it. YouTube, yeah. No one knows. You know. You're just alone, like maybe pantsless in your house, and you can totally figure it out with YouTube. Chris and I are IT professionals in our day job. The amount of engineers that I see on Google and YouTube – I mean, that's. <laughs> I'm just giving you guys shit about the YouTube thing because I, I know, like, that's. No, he's not. I think that's where everyone tends to kind of flock to, you know? It's like, why the fuck are we going to pay for something when it's on YouTube? Hey, everything is on fucking YouTube. It everything. is. It's serious. Even their music videos. Go check them out, <laughs> listeners. Exactly. So. <laughs> go ahead. So what's the hardest part? You, I mean, you guys got started in last year, right? 2019 was your guys' start. Right away, the next year, fucking COVID hits and just fucks everything up. What has been the hardest part of marketing yourself, you know, pre-COVID and post-COVID? Well, pre-COVID, we were riding off of the success of our previous band, um, we had a really great following pretty much all across the U.S. We were able to sell tickets very easy. Um, so we were kind of just riding on the coattails of that. Now that COVID has come around, that band didn't have a very strong online presence. So we've been relying on Chris because. Oh, my <laughs> God, said, dude. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Chris actually, Chris is a huge WWE fan. And so he's done a bunch of covers with his previous band that have like trillions of views on YouTube. So we're like, hey, you want to, you want to do that for us? And he was like, yeah, I guess. So he's <laughs> like, I guess. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, so we, um, YouTube, we were like, he had a really good handle. Yeah, seriously, though. So he had a really good handle on some of the like more niche market stuff that has been beneficial for us to kind of push our, our original music out further. Um, and then of course, you know, we have money, we're lucky we still have jobs and we're yeah. not spending it on touring. So um, we've been able to put some money into some back end advertising and all the bullshit business, blah, blah, that bands do. Um, but we, like I said, we've just been super excited to just to get to write what we want to write. And this album that we released Ethereal was kind of a conglomerate of what we really just wanted to write. And we were so stoked that people still gave a fuck. So, yeah. I mean, right yeah. now that all you can do is really sit down and listen to music. <laughs> music is yeah. kind of, music. Ultimately, it has gotten me through most of this fucking lockdown pandemic shit. So, so give yourselves an applaud for fucking playing your part and keeping us all safe. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that was my happy dance. It wasn't was... very good, but there it was. Yeah, all right. I'm gonna you use that. To some, I'm gonna use that someday. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it looks like the chicken. <laughs> I'm here to sing. And I'm not here to dance. <laughs> Maybe I should be a Wisconsin stripper. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh god! Music junkies just lost all their Wisconsin listeners. <laughs> if we have any. <laughs> We were doing so good too. We had a whole whopping twenty-six people listening to our shit. <laughs> oh, the God. people in Wisconsin are proud right now. They're like, "I bet that stripper was up there looking gorgeous as an amateur, <laughs> swatting mosquitoes away and partying with Jesus." <laughs> that video is on on xvideos.com on their amateur <laughs> on their amateur channel. <laughs> anyways, anyways, so. What have you guys been working on currently? Uh, currently, so we just released the album, so yeah. we're kind of pumping the brakes a little bit on writing right now. Um, but Chris is really nerdy, um, so he's got this idea to write. Uh, well, here you. It's your thing. Do you want me to tell him about that already? Yeah. All right, so I'll break it on here, um, guys. <laughs> in about a year or so, we're going to be releasing a movie. So not a year. It'll be much huh? Let's see how good done yeah we're gonna be i'm working on a screenplay right now and we'll be releasing a movie okay. and it will have and we'll be doing the soundtrack to it as well so it's gonna be a brand new endeavor that i mean i've never done before so it's a movie about all four of y'all no no it's not about the band it's a completely it's based off of the mask of the red death the short story by edgar Allan poe and okay. um i've i've added a lot of characters to it did a completely original screenplay based off of this story and we're gonna try to make a movie out of it with um our actor friends and whatnot. Dude, that's Holy freaking shit. lady. So you're you're all obviously really really talented and come from really different walks of life. How do you guys get along? The fuck? Uh, booze and drugs. <laughs> Beer no. and weed. No. <laughs> and Wisconsin strippers. Woo! Oh my god. 
Um, no, it's actually nice. We, we all have our things that we really like to do. Chris and I love video production. Um, I'm a graphic designer for my day job. So I really like to create videos and create like cool content on the design side. And then Josh and Alan loathe videos and photos, but they love writing music. So we all just kind of like have our strengths and what we like to do. And then when one of us is like, I'm not, I don't care. Just tell me what to wear and when to show up. Um, <laughs> that's basically how we operate. And then same with the writing. I'm like, cool. Tell me when you have a verse and a chorus that I can sing to. Bye. Um, <laughs> but we just we just back off of each other's like area of expertise. And then when we need to jump in to work on stuff, we jump in both feet, ready to work. So, Chris, Chris stop down. making noises with your computer. God damn it, Chris! <sighs> Holy shit, God. dude! Don't you know how to he do anything? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> He can only <laughs> he can only mix and master and write music and make videos and use incredibly complicated software. He can't possibly run a computer, no. even though he's oh an IT God, professional. For so I want to go <gasps> back. I, I want to go back to the movie thing. How did that come? Like, how did that come out? Like, pull it out of his ass and how did that fucking happen? <laughs> um, I've I've actually been a huge movie fan for forever, and um. Last year, I started writing screenplays just just for fun, doing original stories, and then it got to the point where we're doing all these music videos and stuff. So why not take it a little bit further? We know people who do acting and stuff like that. Why not try to make a movie out of it and include the music? And we'll do a whole heavy metal soundtrack with it. So it's I always like doing new things, and this is something brand new for me, and I'm excited about it. So, That's how, awesome. so how long production. how long are you making this movie? Right now, I'm thinking about like a 30, 45 minute short film, but it keeps expanding too. So I don't, I don't know just yet. We're still in the uh, very initial stages of pre-production. A 30 and 45 uh, minute, like you know, short film that would give you enough for like a whole album, right? Seriously? So oh, yeah, are you yeah. gonna, you're gonna include it with an album? So it'd be an album plus short film. Yep. Oh, yeah. that's that's fucking that's fucking smart i mean so they do they're, they're writing a movie they they record all their own shit so did you guys also record your own music videos yep oh my god yep. fucking chris so you guys god are an all in one no, no, band. not chris not chris oh that's oh, me hell that's yeah that's my thing yeah that's yeah. my girl yeah, we also had help. A few of our music videos were filmed by other uh, other producers that are our friends and stuff. Um, Lindsay from The Anchor, you might know them. Um, her company is called Daydream Collective. And then Kyle Lamar from Digital Mile. But the last one that we put out was all me. So, so Bring Me Home is all you. <laughs> yes, Bring Me Home was all done by me. Who's Chris? Awesome. You can tell because the footage of Hannah is always awful because one of us has to film her. <laughs> Yeah, Chris filmed me for that. <laughs> I was upset she was getting all the credit for the video, so I did an absolute horrible job on filming here, of course. That's perfect. So petty. <laughs> oh yeah. No, well then Chris and I we like to we like to compete. He's now into like really complicated 3D world rendering software. And I'm over here like, yeah, you have to use my camera still though, so mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Are you playing with Blender, Chris? Blender is one of them, yes. <laughs> 3DS Max? Yep, Blender, 3DS Max, um, and After Effects. 
Okay. Hell to yeah. I got certified in 3DS Max. And Gollum. Gollum Crowd as well. I forgot about that one. Oh, and a little bit of Pornhub. I mean, what? Yes. He Well, he's got a different laptop for that. Yeah. He's got a, he keeps his work and play separate. He's a modern guy. You can't see it, but there's he has four monitors, and monitor is a polite word for the amount of TVs he's found to plug into this computer. <laughs> and at any given studio or band session, the big TV has some kind of WWE pay-per-view on mute. Oh, my God. pay-per-view, he owns every DVD, so he'll be watching one. One of the screens does often have Pornhub. In fact, he's currently building a PC because he's tired of Pornhub, WWE, and Cubase maxing it out. They all need to run smoothly. <laughs> all of them. You can't get any lag he... on your porn videos. Come on. WWE, oh. okay. A little bit of lag is fine. But when you're watching porn, nah. nah. You can't miss the cum shot, dude. Ever. <laughs> no. And you can't have it pause on like a guy face of like, Ugh. Like you want the, you want the full experience. I need Wisconsin to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> For the porn directors that do pause on the guy face when that happens, they can go to hell. God damn it! I'm sick of it. This is a direct message to you, porn up. Knock your shit off, no, God damn it. Chris, Chris, what you need to do is start your own fucking porn company, since you know how to fucking do everything. <laughs> so. I think I think that's what's next on the list. There's only one way to go from here on. <laughs> he knows how to do everything except talk to girls. I think that's gonna be <laughs> that's a problem. It's gonna be huge for finding porn actresses, buddy. Oh god damn, dude. Oh. Yeah, his penis is not big enough and he doesn't have enough money. You've got to learn to talk to girls, bud. <laughs> no, I'm working on the more money part. That's what I'm working on. Well, I mean he's good at after effects. Yeah. 3DS Max, in. you'll just design a big dick. <laughs> That's it. Extra vascular. There you go, man. You'll be fine. You'll be... Don't, don't, give, don't give him any ideas. He's going to get a 3D printer and really make it real. Oh, no. no. You just got to be sure it's flexible. You know, when it gets erect, you'll be able to move. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know what to say about that. Because oh. he would. I'm, you're bringing, I'm going to have nightmares tonight. Thanks, man. You're welcome. You're welcome. And next time we get you on the show, I expect to have <laughs> like all the juicy insight on your 3D printer. <laughs> we we have friends. We can make it happen. That's that's. God, they're gonna come back with some shit. And they're gonna be like, "We fucking told you." <laughs> it's just gonna be this huge penis mounted on his drum stool, and it'll be like, "That's my new seat." <laughs> What I feel like is going to happen is it's, we're, we're going to hop on the freaking video platform with you guys, and he's just going to have one, like, popping, sticking off of his head. A suction it's cup. It's going to be a limp dick unicorn. <laughs> That's when we're going to get into 3D right there. <laughs> It'll just be a 3D world of limp dick unicorns. Limp dick skit? Just change your name. Alan. It'll be just like Game of Thrones. <laughs> just except, except it'll be called Game of Boners. Oh God, you ruined it. They liked it. God, oh my God, dude, I gotta go. <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> um, so that's all the questions I have. Jake, do you have anything else? Yeah. When are you guys gonna? Okay, you said it's you have music that you're not writing yet on the back burner because of your most recent album but i feel like you're kind of not 
being completely truthful with us. I, mean, I, I could see it. You guys got some shit in the mix, don't you? Well, I told you about our crap file. Um, <laughs> so that's always there if we're needing a little bit of laughter. Um, no, I mean, we're always working on music. It's disgusting. These two, like this one, the guitar, th this one, the drummer and the guitar player never stop writing music. I'm constantly being bombarded with shit. Um, and Josh has an elusive song apparently he's been working on. He writes bangers, so I'm waiting. Uh, working on it. <laughs> oh my! Hey, can we get him to say <laughs> more than three words, please? <laughs> Give him the mic. Never. <laughs> he doesn't talk on any of these things. <laughs> Give him more alcohol, then. You know, we'll it's, it's funny though. It's funny. Every bassist I've ever met has been very quiet and subtle. Well, because I'm playing bass in this band. <laughs> I usually play guitar, but, you know, I play bass, so I got to be quiet or they're going to, you know, yell at me or something. <laughs> what are you guys doing to him? He will not say anything to us for three practices, and then he'll – he wrote most of Bring Me Home. And he just, like, sent me that song, and he goes, what do you think? <laughs> Josh, we haven't heard from you in a month. Yeah, I was working on this. Cool. Well, you didn't say anything about it. Well, there's nothing to say till it's done. <laughs> Josh, man, do you have an opinion? Yeah, if it sucks, I'll let you know. Like, he doesn't <laughs> – I bet you he one words you every text. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay. No, that's what it is. If we can get him to answer text, we're super stoked. Like super stoked. We're like, hey, what do you think of this, like the song? Two years, or, like two years later. Yeah, it's neat. <laughs> or we'll send out a song and I'll go, what do you think? And he texts back, delete that. And we go, well, we haven't heard from Josh in six months. He means delete it, guys. That's that one's no good. Like, yeah. That that's crap folder. It is. Yeah. Right there, dude. <laughs> Next to the Wisconsin strippers, right next to it. Well, guys, we really loved having you on our show. Um, we definitely do look forward to having you back on again in the near future. You know, welcome to the family here, part of Music Junkies. Um, do you guys have anything you'd like to say to our listeners, your fans? Well, you know, the standard bullshit. Check us out online. You can find us looking up Heartsick Heroin. We're the only thing. Um, we're on every social media platform and you can check us out on all streaming services. And if you want a good laugh, you know, we post really stupid stuff a lot. So, you know, at the barest minimum, we're not as, we're not as good as, you know, what's the meme site you love? iFunny? Yeah. Alan loves iFunny. We're not as good as iFunny, <laughs> but we may or may not repost a lot from there. So we try, <laughs> um, but yeah, follow us online and, um, obviously you know check out the other bands that these guys have because we've had a blast being on this podcast so awesome they are fun before 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 you go how did that name come to be so it's not like a cool like well, i don't know it's, okay the old band that we were talking about earlier was called scarlet canary because we want to be the black canary look at blonde she sings it made a lot of sense ah, we're nerds yeah but we figured DC would sue us, so we called it Scarlet Canary. Well, then we realized that was a terrible band name. Most people don't get that and just thought we were some dumb red bird. So we thought, for the next one, we're going to get this superhero thing right. And uh, so we chose Heartsick Heroin. And it turns out, heroin, it really matters if you spell that with an E or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At, at least yeah, it wasn't of I mice and men. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just oh, kidding. Yeah. I saw the shirt. Can you see his shirt? Yeah, that's what I, 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 I was like, oh shit. 
you see his, his tits stretch that out? Like it almost obscured the letters. The moobs. Yeah. Great cleavage, man. It's gorgeous. Hey, right next People to Wisconsin, bro. God damn. I made those girls look terrible. Yeah. That's how good oh, my cleavage is. Oh, I'm sure. Is. I'm sure. <laughs> We'll give we'll give you a few more podcasts to warm you up to his cleavage. <laughs> Show you eventually. It's like a three or four podcasts we're familiar with each other kind that, of thing. That cleavage is gonna get us all the views we need. All the views, all the likes. <laughs> it's amazing. You, you might you might pass out from the glory. <laughs> <laughs> awesome guys. Well, you know, it was so much fun having you and you know, we hope to hear more from you soon. Most definitely. Thank you, guys. Thank you. My God, dude, that shit was crazy. They're oh awesome. God. They're a great band. Heartstick Heroin is they have amazing music, um, first of all, and they're fucking hilarious as motherfuckers. I was laughing this whole motherfucking podcast. My face hurts. <laughs> I know, dude. My jaw hurts. I just wanted. I just wanted to end. <laughs> I was laughing so much. Uh, hey, by the way. For sure, for sure. I do not hate Wisconsin. I think there's beautiful people in Wisconsin. Wisconsin is an amazing uh, state. And um, yeah, I love you, Wisconsin. All right. I didn't mean anything by talking shit. Kind of. A little bit. The likes. <laughs> I did it for the likes. <laughs> I did it for the gram. No, but... For reals, you know, we love you guys. Hearts of Karen, check them out on all streaming platforms. They're brand fucking new. 2019, you know, starting out. And they already have, you know, pretty good streams, pretty good um, views. They have a shit ton of subscribers on YouTube. So, you know, you know, they must be good. And if you didn't hear, they do all their shit themselves. That's, well, that's crazy. Crit. That's hard. <laughs> Granted rappers do it all the time or you know singers do it all the time they record themselves and they put it you know throw it on music but when you're making the whole music as a group you're doing every part of it recording it mixing mastering and even making music videos that's fucking insane that's insane and then like a movie and a movie what the, the fuck soundtrack. that's like that's like the craziest thing to think about, like a band making a movie to promote their album and also just, you know, make a fucking movie. I think they're probably smarter than most bands out there because of the fact that they're doing that. You know, I haven't seen that. I've never anywhere. seen that. I mean, I haven't well, heard of it. Well, 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 like uh, Yellow Submarine, The Beatles, The okay. Wall, Pink Floyd. But those two um movies are kind of meant to talk about the album like the wall is just supposed to like you know kind of trip you out you know kind of show you what the fuck is going on in the world i guess back in back when it came out what 80 late 80s give or take something like yeah, that late 80s. uh correct me if i'm wrong but and then yellow submarine it was literally just them fucking being high out of their minds tripping out and going into a yellow submarine <laughs> i mean that's the song name so but i mean that's a pretty smart marketing tool and i guess it's gonna work out for them well guys <laughs> thanks for tuning in stay tuned next week 
we should have another episode ready for y'all yep and we'll promote it you'll get to see it on wednesday or thursday cooking it up um and you know we hope that you guys are getting ready for the holidays amazing time for everyone we love you guys stay safe and take it easy